Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, babe, I've got the festival wristbands, bandanas, any other essentials you could think of? Well, let's see. For day one, I've got my Q-Pink crop top, high-waisted shorts, my cat eye sunglasses, and my Pineapple Express vibration pack. Okay, I was thinking more necessities. Hold up, Boy Scout. My vibration hydration packs are the most important necessity. They hold two liters of water. Stylish and smart. That's why I love you. Visit vibration.com and check out all our styles. That's V-I-B-E-D-R-A-T-I-O-N.com. Life's a party. Stay hydrated. Use code Coachella to save on your next purchase. Blog Talk Radio. You are now listening to the sound of the shofar blowing. The shofar is blown to inspire the people to do their thing, and the shofar is blown to coronate a queen or a king. And today the shofar is being blown to call us to reinvent ourselves. You're listening to Faux Show Holistic Health on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Shofar, from Faux Show Energy Work. And today, you know, like I said, we're being called to reinvent ourselves, and I have a very special guest to help us to do that, um, Aranya Hotate is our guest today, and she is the CEO of Idea4A Technologies, which was named the best entrepreneurial company in America by Entrepreneur Magazine under her leadership. She is an award-winning serial entrepreneur, international public speaker, writer, startup advisor, judge on a global entrepreneur and startup competitions, and a well-recognized social impact leader in women empowerment, gender equity, and education. So it is very, you know, she's a very esteemed guest, and I'm glad to have her on here. Uh, Rania, are you out there? I am here. Hello. Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing very well. I appreciate you taking the, the time to be on the show today. When I first saw Rania's family, uh, you know, her, 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 when I first actually heard um, your interview and everything, I was like, I definitely had to reach out to you because you really have, I think, the formula for helping people to reinvent themselves and everything. So let's go ahead and jump into it. I'm going to include uh, Rania's links and everything so you can do your research and look her up afterwards and, you know, get more information. But I want to just go ahead and jump into everything here, Rania. So, um, you know, first off, oftentimes, a lot of times, you know, writers, artists, designers uh, are associated with having creations, you know, that uh, show their introspection or, I don't know, some sense of uh, self-reflection. And um, not so much people in tech or technology or what we would call techies. Um, but when I heard your interview, that's what you were talking about. You were talking about using technology and stuff as your way of expressing uh, and doing that. So how is being a, de- a designer or technologist, um, how have you used that for personal introspection and your own self-development? Yeah, that's a great question. To start, to start actually with the notion of the assumption that you mentioned about 
that being in the tech world, there is no introspection or self-reflection or creativity. I want to do um, a quote to John Romero, who is a well-known designer and developer in the gaming industry, who once said that you might not think that programmers are artists, but programming is an extremely creative profession. It's a logic-based creativity. So uh, it's, it's really interesting to think about technology from that standpoint. But to explain more on what is design technology, design technology is basically the design development application and management of both non-computer-based and computer-based technologies for the purpose of solving problems and building and operating products. But I don't want to get too technical here. We don't want to lose our audience. Uh, but uh, design technology is specifically focused on supporting design and engineering applications and tools. And for us, particularly at ID4A Technologies, to be more specific, design technology applies to virtual design construction, industrial and product design manufacturing and fabrication processes to support the development of a product idea from an early concept stage to design, prototyping, manufacturing, and distribution to market. But I'm very much interested in your in your second part of the question, and I want to emphasize on that. Um, you you're you're hinting to the relationship between design and technology with introspection and personal development. It's such an intriguing question. I I think that any problem solving or or solution creation pro process is introspective by nature because it's about observation, investigation, evaluation interaction, articulation, and communication with the, with the uh, sole intention to produce solutions that, cre that can create a positive change. So in terms okay. of um, thinking about the difference between artists, designers, writers, and technologists, if you're an artist, you are on the end of questioning problems. If you're a designer, you are constantly bridging between analytical and imaginative intuitive thinking um, but the main focus of design is answering questions to problems. And writers are more the storytellers of the journey of experiencing life and, re and, and reflecting upon it by asking questions, seeking answers, and creating fantasies that are out of this world. So, so we are all connected and indivisible in the, in the value that we collectively bring to each other. But um, that's also the same thing with technologists. Although they are associated with more of the logical, mathematical end, that's still, um, as uh, I mentioned earlier, is still a logic-based creativity. And um, back to design and technology, mm -hmm. uh, from that standpoint, most consumers don't really have a deep understanding of technology capabilities. And I'm talking here from an industry expertise uh, standpoint. But because design is more of a human-centered approach to problem-solving, when design is integrated with technology, it reconciles the alienation, and it gets people more in touch with the context of the problem that a solution is solving for, for them. So what we need to understand here is that we can only design solutions for people that we have a deep and detailed knowledge of their needs. Um, also, building great solutions uh, in terms of technology, it requires a deep understanding of technology and tools and the reason people will um, adopt such activities. So from our experience, for example, sometimes we, um, when we solve a problem, our solution completely eliminates existing workflows, activities, and tasks with a whole new process. 
that's, of course, much better than the existing one. But in many cases, we encounter people who only know their way of doing things, while we know that we have a broader perspective across many consumers' processes and a deeper understanding of technology capabilities. So an individual customer does not have our aggregated view of the larger market problem across multiple customers and a deep understanding of technology. Why I'm mentioning all this is because um, it, it directly applies to us individually with the, with the exact same thinking process. We can't solve our problems without an aggregated view of the larger picture of our life. We can't solve our own problems without having a deep understanding of who we are, of who other people are. Um, also, if we don't have a detailed knowledge of our own needs and capabilities. So again, creating solutions and making change requires us as individuals to step out of the comfort zone of what we are used to, what we already know, and um, being courageous to eliminate habits and behaviors and patterns and actions that don't serve us and be, being able and open to replace them with completely new mindsets and behaviors. So I hope well, I hope I was able to close that gap between where we started and where we are. Oh, definitely. I mean, that's what you do, you know. So I mean, that's that's why you got invited out to the, to the White House to talk because that's that's what you do. So no, you did it very well. So hopefully they hopefully people follow. But what I what I heard you say, what I took away from it was the design, the, the design aspect of it basically puts that human touch to it, and. Um, and then from there, you, you know, you have to have a deep understanding, like with your clients and everything that come to you, the different companies that come to you, you have to have a deep understanding of their needs in order to be able to come up with a solution um, and, and then that have that designer touch or whatever that puts the human touch to the technology. So that's, that's you know, and, and as you said, that relates to, like, the family out there that's listening, the same thing in our own personal lives. We, we, we The same deep understanding of ourselves, that same deep under, under, understanding of our uh, introspection of ourselves in order to reinvent ourselves, Absolutely. in order to design things, correct? 100%. Absolutely, 100%. Our nice. lives are a piece of art, so we need to keep that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's all good, no. Well, you know what, and, uh, Rania, it, it brings me to another point here. You know, when I was in high school, I yeah. took an ele- electronics Votech uh, class, and um, I did, like, electronics, um, robotic programming, uh, worked with fiber optics, holograms. And, um, and then, of course, uh, you know, what I do now has nothing whatsoever to do with that, you know. Um, but, you know, what I can say from that is that uh, it kind of sparked uh, or honed something in myself, like uh, a process uh, for you know uh, that I, I think is priceless, and and that was that it it kind of sparked like curiosity and wonderment, you know, and based on your social impact work um, in education, um, you know, in education and in and bringing design and technological you know education uh, to schools and stuff, why do you think it's important to support children's like curiosity? And this is such a great question. I, I'm so excited to talk about this. You <laughs> can't even describe it. Uh, I think because, uh, specifically because this topic is often ignored. But if we just look at the world around us, almost everything you see was created by someone's curiosity. You know, Henry Ford wondered what it would be like to be able to travel distances faster. So he invented the car, or, or at the time, the motor vehicle. Thomas Edison wondered what it's like to be able to see well in the dark without the use of candles, so he invented the light bulb. 
and so on and so forth. We can talk about endless um, inventions that happened from that place of curiosity and wonderment and imagination. Just Those are just to name a few examples. But your question really opens up a very important discussion on our psychological and behavioral evolution as human beings from early childhood into adulthood. Um, Eleanor Roosevelt once said, and I quote, I think at a child's birth, if a mother could ask a fairy godmother to endow it with the most useful gift, that gift would be curiosity. So that being said, curiosity is, is really the most valuable cognitive resource of discovery, creativity, and innovation that most unfortunately of all can be lost if we don't actively protect it and nurture it. And that starts from the first birthday of a new baby born. So what happens is that children lose most of their best qualities, such as honesty, courage, and curiosity and wonderment, in their transition to adulthood. And that is an exchange for maturity and following codes of behavior and deference. But why this really happens is because at some point, their parents or educators found it very difficult to keep up with their shifting interests and their tensions for speaking their mind. So they shut them down, they forced conditions and restrictions until inevitably children become less and less interested and more and more bored. So what parents do in those early years plays a pivotal role in determining whether these children will become curious teenagers, curious adults and innovators and, and leaders of the future. It's really a hard conscious work. Um, I'm not sure how many are, are out there familiar with the work of Paul Harris. He's a, 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 a developmental psychologist from Harvard University. He basically, a study points out the, that the curious never stop pointing. Okay. So asking a question requires an impressively sophisticated mental process. The child basically has to first realize that there are things they don't know, that there are invisible worlds of knowledge that they have never visited before. They also have to realize that other people, like their parents, are holders of important information, and that language can be used as a tool to pull out that information from them. So whether they keep pointing out and seeking answers, it really depends on how people around them react to their curiosity. So we must understand Uh. that every time. It's so interesting, you know, when you start to think about that. Um, But uh, we must understand that every time a child uh, inquires or asks about something or, or has a question about life or events or anything around them, if any of those questions or inquiries go unanswered or ignored, their desire to know becomes more and more stunted because children are naturally curious. But if we look at most adults, most adults are generally disinterested. It's, it's very common to see uh, boredom and indifference among a majority of adults. But curiosity, however, uh, curious people are qualitatively very different from non-curious people. And wherever they are found in this world, they're normally the movers and shakers of their generation. Simply because curiosity is is really a characteristic of vigorous and zestful intellect. All that it requires is that bizarre thirst for knowledge, 
whether it's articulate or not, and regardless of age, it doesn't matter. But the conclusion to all this and what we can learn as adults is that asking questions is central to being a child, but being able to protect that child within ourselves as we grow into adults is central for us to live expansively in a continuous cognitive development. Um, and I want to refer to Albert Einstein because I think that's uh, something that uh, a lot of people would enjoy. Um, Albert Einstein once said that the important thing is not to stop questioning. Curiosity has its own reason for existing. So don't stop asking questions. <laughs> the wow. reason will come. The reason will come. So, um, yeah. Wow. Well, you you know, you said a lot of good stuff in there. And one of the things that I think was really deep, you know, for all the parents out there or anybody, I mean, most of us touch the lives of kids in some way, even if we don't have kids, I mean, directly or indirectly. And what you said about how kids, um, how their curiosity is responded to by the world around them, you know, it can either spur or, you know, uh, help be a catalyst for that growth or stunt their growth, you know. And I, I think that's 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 pretty profound because, I think a lot of kids out there, unfortunately, because they're surrounded by people who maybe with just even good intentions, we may be so much uh, so involved in just going to work and trying to put food on the table for them or whatever, and when they, when they have these curious questions, when that inquisitiveness comes up, we're not really alert and present with it, and it could, it could very well mean the thing that makes them not develop that faculty or, or kind of get rid of it, you know, like you say, for maturity, you know, and all these things that kind of kind of kill it, so... That's very deep. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think that uh, the resolution to that is that as long as parents and educators are themselves curious, then they will be the, the ones to nurture the curiosity in their children. So it's very important to pay attention to yourself when you're surrounded by your own children or when you're working with other children that, you're as curious as they are, and if not, don't take to your kids to those schools. Don't put them under those teachers and educators because they're going to ruin them. So right. it's very important to, you know, to stay conscious about that. And as I mentioned, it's a, it's a highly conscious effort to protect that um, quality and that char- characteristic. It takes a certain alertness and astuteness and, um, you know, a lot of presence, I believe, and uh, that you bring up, some, bring up some very good points there. Mm-hmm. Rania, mm-hmm. Do, you, do you find that, um, uh, you know, helping kids uh, support them uh, in design and technology helps them develop, um, say, a unique set of skill sets uh, different from, like, say, the arts or music, uh, in your opinion? Is, is that the case? Um, here's what I think. I think that supporting kids' curiosity is key to unleash their creativity and potential to innovate, period. It doesn't matter whatever form of, it, of expression or manifestation that is. It really depends on their inclination. But, mm. however, the uniqueness of the hands-on learning approach of creative learning that comes with design and technology encourages children to tap into their imagination and be, be able to explore their creative capacity that could be channeled, uh, that kind of intelligence could be channeled toward an innovation of applications and solutions that can practically change the world. Mm. So those are areas where where children get to immerse themselves into solving problems, into thinking iteratively, 
into making and experimenting, uh, they get to learn to really get in touch with their ideas and be able to visualize them and formalize them into tangible prototype products and solutions. So this type of creative learning experience provides them with essential career skills, uh, we can call that, such as critical thinking and communication that empowers them to participate in the economic future of making this world a better place, whether that is through innovation um, in science, technology, engineering, arts, uh, mathematics. We are heading towards more and more automation, which means we need to step up into higher levels of intelligence and creativity to integrate. And I think that life requires integration of many skills rather than compartmentalization. I've, I've always been in opposition to the belief in mono skills or mono talents, maybe because, maybe because I personally identify myself as a polymath who has a more complex, multifaceted you know, personality with diverse skills and talents. But it's really a decision that we make. When we, when we decide to consciously box ourselves or, you know, our children into one function, that actually goes fundamentally against our own design of limitless potential and expansiveness through imagination and knowledge. So it's a limiting relief. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I, I... I think uh, you sound like you remind me of, uh, I don't know if you ever saw that movie Limitless, but of course, you know, this society is always about us popping pills or something and taking the pill. And the, so the guy, anyway, he takes the pill and he, he's limitless <laughs> now. He, his mind is open to all these different things. But that's basically what I'm, I'm hearing you say there is that we have to keep that curiosity and that wonderment about things in, in order to in order to, to to stay in that uh, creative process. And, um, and it, it doesn't matter, you know, whether it's the arts or whether it's uh, this or that um, – uh, or technology, or whatever people, the children. As long the main ingredient is that kind of wonderment for things, and and then you, you can kind of pick the two that you want to express yourself with. Absolutely. Very good. Yes, because okay. the, the source is the same. The source is the same. It's our limitless potential to create, to innovate, to imagine, to think. So it cannot be limited. It, it cannot be limited in within conformity. It just has to be channeled properly based on our inclinations, I believe. I agree. I agree. Well, you know what? Uh, time goes fast with uh, with everything. You know, we're right at about the seven-minute mark right now. So I know me and you had talked beforehand, and we had, a, you know, we, we had kind of come up with some good questions and everything. But I want to leave the family with, because, um, I mean, you – you, you're very successful, and you, you, I, I know from what you've already shared and everything that you have mm-hmm. a lot of things that if people really listen, they can, it can really affect them. So uh, in, in closing out, what would you say are some key ways to, that, that the family out there listening can uh, reinvent themselves just in their personal or everyday life? Mm, yes, sure. Um, I think that um, there are multiple things I can share with you, and I think uh, we have enough time to do that. The first one, based on on what we've been talking about, is to claim your power of creation. Creativity is a leap of faith, is leaping with faith. faith. Mm. So imagine that ahead of you, you are looking into complete darkness, an empty space, a blank page, and it's in your own power to fill that blank with something new for the world to see that didn't wow. exist the moment before you had decided to take that leap. So 
so claim that power. It's, it's such an empowering and wonderful thing to have and, and to tap into. The second thing is to know yourself. <laughs> Don't compare yourself to other people. Don't strive to be like someone else. Don't compete for higher scores in someone else's life. Each one of us is on their own journey, and, and we're born we're with our own purpose. So respect people for the incredible beings that they are and for the inspiring work that they do out there. But you need to focus on comparing yourself to your earlier self. That is in constant oh. evolution. So focus your attention on knowing who you are based on, on, again, what we talked about before. You cannot uh, solve anything in your life or create anything of your life if you're not in, in, in deep knowledge of the self. And compete with yourself to reach the best version of who you are and, and who you already know about yourself. That's, that's how you can fulfill your own purpose in life. The third thing is um, back to, to vision and, and innovation and creativity is commit to your own vision and passion. This is really for the people who are commitment folks out there, and, and I just want to make sure that people understand that commitment and freedom are not opposites of each other. They're actually complementary. In fact, it is commitment that helps us to reach new levels of creativity and growth. It's commitment to your values, commitment to the vision, commitment to, to the relationships that nurture you and, and lift you up, commitment to your willpower to choose, to create, to discover. It's not commitment to what you love that really restricts your freedom. It's your commitment to be jailed by fear of the unknown that keeps you away from being where you want to be. Mm. Um, the fourth thing is, uh, that I find to be very also uh, empowering is to be able to master resilience. I think mm-hmm. resilience is all about dealing and adapting to change and being able to transform in response to that change when it occurs. So this, this kind of ability we must master within ourselves in relation to the world around us because um, it, it's, it's really essential, and that includes accepting unpredictability and uncertainty and being able to acknowledge that there are multitudes of perspectives. We are very complex beings who live in a complex ecosystem that's in constant development, in constant motion. So we need to, you know, understand the interactions and dynamics that exist between us and the system and the several connections that are occurring at the same time on different levels. You know, that can really help us to take a collective action in the face of disturbance and, and change. Um, the last thing is, um, is to experience life by feeling life. You can't experience life without feeling it. Feeling life is really about embracing it fully with all its wounding, intensity, pleasures, and beauty. And, and that requires us to be vulnerable and to be open to receive the experience of life. Uh, a lot of people confuse that with weakness. That's not. It, actually, that's your greatest asset and your privilege and advantage of, over all others who live life just running away from it, who live behind masks pretending to be someone they are not, and those who decide to live in safe caskets, I want to call it, with the illusion and false sense of self-protection and security. Vulnerability is the most authentic state of being, and it's 
the you know it's only in the state of being that you can co-create with the universe. So I dare you to dare, yeah. <laughs> and um, and I hope the discussion inspired, educated, and moved our audience with passion and desire to reinvent their lives and dare to dare. I I leave you with that, and uh, thank you so much for having me on the show. Oh, no question. If if it didn't run you, they need to check their posts. You know, um, so, so we're we going to go ahead and uh, clear and, and, and get the uh, the paramedics out there and everything for them, you know, the IV in there or something, because, uh, you know, just just what you were saying just in that last bit there, I mean, you were dropping so many gems that they can take it and get it appraised, and it, 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 it will change a person's life. So, wow. I mean, um, you know, just the last part about what you were saying about, you know, feeling life. You know, and I really allow yes. myself to be yes. open to it and yes. vulnerable to it. Feel it. Feel wow. It. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. If you just talk to yourself about it, just say that to yourself. It feels so mm. good, you know. They're, they're, you, have to, you have to be here with the passion, with passion, with drive. Otherwise, it's a waste of life. It's really mm. a waste of a beautiful creation that we are. We're, we're so unique. Each one of us is a piece of art that's, that's that didn't exist before. There is no identical piece like like each one of us. So imagine imagine what a waste of life if you don't really own that own that uh, uniqueness and and live life with passion. I don't want to Amen. go on and on. I know, you know no, 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 <laughs> I know, you know, it, it, it took quite a bit of, uh, of, of maneuver and everything to, to get you on here the first time. But, I mean, we didn't even get into, like, all the work that you do with women and empowerment there. So, I, I you know, somewhere down the road in the next few months or something, I'd love to reach back out to you, have you back on about that topic. But, um, again, Absolutely. Ronya, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much, and it was a pleasure to be with you today. Thank you. Oh, no question. And, and, and family, I'm going to um, put all her information about her website and everything. It'll be in the links and everything. Or you can just contact me if you want to reach out to her and find out more information. Again, you know, family, thank you for tuning in. Uh, this is Full Show Holistic Health on Blog Talk Radio. And I'm your host, Shofar, from Full Show Energy Work. And uh, keep shining, y'all. Peace. Napa guy knows more isn't always better, unless we're talking about full-size vans. These beasts do more than get you from A to B. They have so much space a man can live in it. With shag carpeting, waterbed, and a sweet lava lamp, these mobile abodes have all the comforts of home. With quality parts and plenty of Napa know-how, you can keep the original tiny house running longer, stronger. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Albertsons, Chevron, and Texaco are offering more savings at the pump. Shop the Monopoly Collector Win Game now through March 14th to earn two times gas reward points on all participating items. Purchase products with Monopoly Collector Win Game tags and enter your number at checkout to earn points. Redeem gas rewards for up to 20 cents off per gallon at participating Chevron or Texaco stations and $1 off per gallon at bond stations, up to 25 gallons in a single fill-up. Other restrictions and exclusions apply. Go to albertsons.com rewards for more information. See game rules at playmonopoly.us. Monopoly is a trademark of Hasbro and is used with permission. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.